You want your five-star matches? You want your 30-minute classics? Not me. Big meaty man slapping me. What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is another episode of the Slapping Me to Wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Randall. Completely, you can find me online at We2D413 on Twitter and the TikTok. With that being said, I have two guests with me today. We have uh, my friend Cody. How's it going? Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good, good, good. And we also got a host of the Junkyard podcast on the Junkyard Media Group page. James, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm good. Also on the Junkyard Media Group page is uh, on Thursdays at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, you can find the Calling Audibles podcast where all three of us plus two more talk about you know you know regular sports and not this not this fake shit. But uh, anyway, uh, tonight uh, tonight this weekend is a very big weekend when it comes to uh, premier live events as we call them in the federation or uh, pay per views as they say in uh in, in the rest of the world. Uh, we got three of them this weekend. We got. Uh, of course, um, Night of Champions live from Saudi Arabia. Then, uh, what's it live from, from? From Vegas is where Double or Nothing is, where uh, you can get four tickets for $40 each at the moment. Uh, I think it's the promo that, that they're trying to get the rest of the tickets sold. So, you know, if you're in Vegas or the surrounding areas, go get you some tickets. And then live from the Zonga Center in Lowell, Massachusetts, at the same time as Double or Nothing for the first time ever, it's NXT Battleground, going head-to-head with uh, uh, AEW here on this Memorial Day weekend. So we're going to go through all three shows. We're going to talk about them. Uh, we're going to start with Night of Champions, because that's something all three of us talk about. I'm not going to talk that much about Double or Nothing. That's why the two AEW fans are here. And then they may leave. They may stay. And when we talk about NXT, they don't really watch it. But uh, it's going to be hard to pick predict NXT because the cards are not made yet. So uh, we're going to talk about it, though, <laughs> as we're uh, one week away. They, they kind of <laughs> need to get that figured out. <laughs> um, but uh, let's start with a Night of Champions. So um, overall... What do you guys think about these Saudi shows? Do you like them? Do you not like them? Um, I guess we'll start with James. Uh, go ahead and get the, the hot take out of the way. <laughs> Why am I always the hot take? 
Anyways, um, I couldn't care less about where the show is. It's a way for them to make additional money. It's obviously there. There's a focus in wrestling in general on going overseas. You see Impact Wrestling going to Australia, WWE's possibly going to an India live event here soon. So, I mean, that's just the way of the world. The global economy, everything's going overseas. Um, I, I will say it will suck not being able to watch it live because I'll be at work and I can't watch it at work. So, Understood. Uh, Cody, do you have an opinion about them doing Saudi Arabia? No, not uh, I don't really – I don't hate them. Uh, sometimes they have – I mean, to me, they put on kind of the same quality type of shows as they do elsewhere, so – the product itself doesn't usually get worse or much better. It's just uh, uh, a cool event for, for that for that fan base uh, out there to do that. And, of course, WB is getting paid a lump sum of money to do that. But uh, um, some matches have been absolute horribly bad blunders, and there's been some pretty decent ones too. So, I mean, it's, like I said, kind of – I wouldn't say a, 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 a regular show, but, I, I mean, it's, it's not like um, – it, to me, it's cool to see the the international stuff. I will say yeah. that. Absolutely, I can agree with, with with both of you guys there. Um, so with that, let's go and break down this card. We'll we'll we'll, we'll start from the bottom here, and then we'll work our way up to what I think will be the main event. Um, but before we do that, at least my philosophy is going into this. Everyone who typically watches my preview shows knows that. Uh, I, I expect very little that way. I'm not disappointed. Uh, you, you expect the D minus and you get a C plus, you're happy. So that, that's sort of what I always go in expecting. Sounds like my science. <laughs> yeah, <that's cool. laughs> um, so we'll go with that. We'll start with the first match. Becky Lynch versus uh, Trish Stratus um, is not official as a official match, but they're signing a contract actually tonight since we're recording on a Monday. So I'm assuming it'll be official by the end of the night. So what do you guys, you know, think about the match? Who do you think will win? And uh, does this uh, become the piss break match right before the main event? Because I think it is. No, that'll be a Rhea Ripley and Natalia. Um <laughs> This should be a decent match. It's kind of the old versus the, I wouldn't say old, the past versus the present. Um, kind of a dream match of a sort, so it's pretty cool. Um, I think they'll put on a good show. I think it'll be, um, uh, if if that, you know, holds true, you know, bar any other changes, we're going to get three women's matches on that card. So that's pretty big for, for the women, especially in, in that area of the world. So um, uh, kudos to WWE for kind of pushing that and, and, and letting that be, a focal point for sure. So um, I think it'd be a decent match. I think it'd be cool. Um, kind of weird. It's not for any kind of title in a way, but uh, that's what makes it a little more compelling for the fact that it's literally kind of a, a grudge match. So I'm interested. It's kind of cool. James, your thoughts? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> don't say anything. Um, anyway, um, I don't know. I don't watch enough WWE to really care about the match. Like 
to me, Becky Lynch has kind of gotten really super stale basically after her run as like the man and then she got pregnant. And then ever since she's been back, it's just kind of been kind of boring. Um, And then Trish, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of bringing back these legends per se to, to make these, big matches with i i am of the opinion wrestling needs to build the future not bring back the past and there's only a certain um number of people that i feel like can continuously build the next generation like john cena has been he hasn't won a televised match in five years because he is continuously building the future and to me becky lynch is already an established superstar trish in my opinion if she was to be here, would should be here to build the next generation of WWE woman superstar. But I'm sure they'll put on a pretty solid match. And uh, yeah, I mean, it is cool. A, uh, WWE is going to have more women's matches in a country where women really don't have any rights than uh, Tony Khan has put on a show in quite a while. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not looking forward to this match at all. Uh, I, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't have any interest in it, to be honest. I think the feud is stale. Um, I mean, Trish is a still pretty decent in ring worker for, for her age, especially when you compare her to Lita. But just knowing that this is like, it's not, the end of the feud because we already know this is going to play out till SummerSlam. I just, I'm not interested in it long term. I'm kind of on the same way as James Becky Lynch is kind of. To me, she's always been super mid. She just got super hot here, you know, after she got busted in the face by Nia Jax. And then uh, that sort of led her to get over. And she, she sort of, she sort of, uh, you know, once she lost that title, the fire sort of went out from her. Um, with that, you, who do you guys think wins the match? I, I'm going Becky here. Um, I think that's what, what happens. Yeah. yeah probably here. Becky. Uh, yeah. If you would. Yeah, I guess Becky, I don't know if the feud's going to continue. Then maybe Trish wins and then they set up the finale at SummerSlam or Becky gets to win, but I don't know. And with that, um, you guys mentioned Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. As of this moment, we are recording on a Monday, during Monday night, Night Raw. So I am keeping up with the, the results to see if anything's changed. That match has not been made official yet. So for Night of Champions, we currently have a card where the SmackDown Women's Champions not currently not in a match. The uh, United States Champion won't be wrestling. He uh, will wrestle the Friday before. Uh, and uh, the well, the universal champion won't be defended. So uh, that is what that is. We can talk about that later. Uh, but we'll move on to the next women's championship match, and that is Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Again, uh, again, another match that I'm, I'm happy that we're getting women's matches in Saudi Arabia. Can we get something new, something fresh? And something that people actually care about. This feud just hasn't um, hit with me. Um, and, I mean, this is obviously going to be a Bianca win. Um, 
overall with how much talent's on the, the women's division, it's kind of a shame of how little people are, are you know, there's so many women that haven't been used yet. Um, even for title opportunities, even if we know they're going to lose, um, it's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm not sold on Oscar. Everyone knows I don't like Oscar here. So, what do you guys take on the on the match? Who wins? I'm going Bianca. What do you guys say? Yeah, I, I don't. The new Oscar thing is cool. I just think that it, it doesn't have as much momentum as it as it could have. Maybe this could have been pushed as a SummerSlam thing and. Um, more hype maybe and, and maybe that might be the time that oscar gets the championship but right here doesn't do it for me um yeah there's just not a whole lot of oomph to this match and i still think it'll be a decent performance both these girls can even put on a good show but I, overall it's gotta be bianca yeah james yeah i think bianca wins as well but this is in my opinion where AEW maybe wins in terms of having more time until each pay-per-view to build up a feud because I don't know if there's just something about it to where if Asuka couldn't win at WrestleMania, what 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 makes it so that she, makes me believe she can win in Saudi Arabia? Um, and I'm still just very perplexed on how um, the Raw Women's Champion can be defending on, on SmackDown. I just That whole thing just still irritates me. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, I think Bianca wins the match. I'm, I'm not a big fan. I have, haven't really ever been a big fan of Asuka. She's good in the ring, but her gimmick just, it hits a certain group of fans who knew her from her time in Japan. I didn't know her personally from her time in Japan, so it just doesn't hit with me. Understood. Um, so uh, to answer your question, James, um, we all are questioning why the Raw Women's Champion is defending on SmackDown and why the SmackDown Women's Champion is defending on Raw. The answer is Bianca has the, the, the longest reign in some time, and they don't want to take that away from her because apparently numbers mean something to, to WWE. We all know this is going to end with Rhea versus Bianca at SummerSlam, and they're going to unify the titles, and we're going to get a new title for the other brand. Um, it's also going to happen with the tag team division. If you got, please, please just be prepared. That new heavyweight championship, they're going to white strap it. It's going to be women's, and they're going to create a tag team version of it as well. I guarantee you, it's going to be the same design. With that, we're going to assume Rhea Ripley fights Natalia. We're not going to spend a lot of time. We're all just going to list the winner, and it's Rhea Ripley. Uh, so we're we're not going to discuss it. The only question that I have for you, James, is. Um, should Rhea Ripley have better talent as her competitors? Or Because, I mean, she just faced Selena Vega, who was a jobber. Now she's facing Natalia, who's a jobber. I just – I can't take the title reign seriously. She's the, the biggest woman, literally, on the roster. And probably the best, in my opinion, the most over woman in the world when it comes to women's wrestling. Why is she not uh, facing, you know, better talent? Like you have, I mean, even giving her someone new like Tegan Knox or someone else other than, you know, Nat Nat Natalia. So we all know she's going to win. But what do you guys think about like Natalia being the opponent here? 
I want to know why the hell Natalia is still on the fucking roster, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Me personally, Rhea Ripley, yeah, she's going to win this match, obviously. it's go- uh, This match should be like five seconds long, like ding, ding, ding. <laughs> what? One, two, three, end the match. Like it shouldn't even be on the card. Um, and this is my problem with just booking title matches, just to book title matches. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me personally. And honestly, since I can't watch it live, I'll probably just fast forward through it when I watch the replay of it. Um, because I, I, it doesn't mean anything to me. Um, you're right. She does need to be fighting better, better superstars. Like she won the title against Charlotte Flair and then now has to fight. She should be going to, you know, the top of the pile and she's getting the dog shit on the pile. Like it just doesn't make, honestly, it doesn't make sense on the booking decisions here. I mean, there's several other women that I think could give a good match. Something like Raquel Rodriguez. I think she would be a good battle with, um, with Rhea here, but they're so focused on trying to push this irrelevant women's tag division that nobody fucking gives a shit about. Um, and it seems like anybody that's in that division end up getting hurt. Um, and so, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, even Sonya Deville would have been a better competitor over Rhea Ripley, in my opinion, or not, over Natalia for Rhea Ripley. Um, but I don't know. If this match goes longer than like three minutes, it's it's too long. <laughs> Natalia's boring. Um, it's the Bret Hart. It's the Bret Hart factor. That's no, why she's no, still no, here. Listen, listen. Bret big... was at least somewhat entertaining. I don't know if you know <laughs> entertaining. When Bret had his heel run in '97, he was at least entertaining. Natalia right. has never been entertaining, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Hey, at least she put on a bidet or whatever. Hat ears is ridiculous. <laughs> um, they could put Eva Marie in the match and it still be more entertaining than at least she has heat at that point. <laughs> Good lord. Um, yeah, Rhea wins in about two minutes and 12 seconds. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so we'll move forward. Uh, we have again here for the second time. Uh, Brock Lesnar facing Cody Rhodes in match number two. Now, obviously, we know this thing's going to happen at SummerSlam again as well. Um, so my first question is, does this match start the show? You know how Brock is. He wants his private jet to get out of there as fast as possible. Does it start the show? And uh, who wins? And are you guys even like, do you care about this feud? And we know how, how Dan feels about Cody Rhodes here. So we'll let him go first. What is that supposed to mean? Let's go. <laughs> so Brock either starts or finishes the show every time. So if he's not going to be the main not, event. Not, not, not at Backlash. Yes, he did. He main evented. Never mind. My apologies. Yeah. yeah. He either starts or finishes the show. So if he's not going to be the main event, yeah, Brock's going to start the show. Um, because that's just how you just know that about Brock. He either starts the, mat, the show or ends the show. Um I honestly think Brock Lesnar wins this match because of the location of the match is in Saudi Arabia. And he's one of the big, he's probably a bigger star to the Saudi market than than Cody Rhodes would be at this point. And plus I do got to continue the feud. And if Cody wins the first two, then it kind of spoils match number three. You know how WWE likes their best two out of three. 
situations. They've always done that for quite a while now. Um, and the feud is dumb. It's stupid as shit. Um, Cody should be holding the title right now, but no, you know, they, they had to, they had to book themselves into a corner and, and I'll, I'll die on that hill. They booked themselves into a corner and I understand they're doing this fucking start from the bottom. Now we're here fucking shit with Cody Rhodes and sir, this is not a Drake concert. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the redemption story. He loses everything and now he has to build himself back up, even though he had already lost everything, including his peck. And he built himself back up yeah, and should have won it at WrestleMania. I'll just end it there. So who wins the match? Brock. Okay. Cody. Yeah, Brock wins. Uh, if you're going to have a trilogy, you got to have one fall for one person, one fall for the other. Uh, I think this match starts um, the show for sure. And as soon as it ends, Brock's going to say goodbye, fuck you. And uh, <laughs> I tell that of Saudi Arabia while the others get stuck on a, on a runway for 12 hours again. Um, yeah, I, I don't see I don't see why Cody would win this. Um, somehow, some way, Brock wins, whether it's pin, whether it's submission, whether it's DQ. Um, it wouldn't honestly surprise me if this was one of the matches where Brock Lesnar German suplexes him 84,000 times and then pins him. Like, it might be a squash match. He's going to do 15 German suplexes. Cody's going to do a crossroads, get a near fall, and then Brock's going to pick him up and do two F5s in one match. Sounds about right. Um, I, however, enjoy this feud. It's, it's, it is a must-have feud for the, for the current state of WWE at the moment. Mm-hmm. You, ha- you can't just give Cody Rhodes the title. You can't just you can't just say oh he tore his peck he he wins Royal Rumble now he deserves the title. That's not a that's not how you build a babyface. You have to give him a nine month comeback story. He just had a nine month comeback story where he tore his peck. That's not a comeback story. They had cameras everywhere he went. Yeah, because they're they're literally doing the Triple H comeback story. That 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 tri- where Triple H tore whatever fucking muscle. he's torn every muscle in his body. So um, that's what happens when you're part M- McMahon. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think Brock does win. But this is a needed feud so that Brock Brock destroys Cody, and then Cody does everything possible. And I personally think Cody's going to win Money in the Bank. It's a bad decision. I don't think he should win it. Um, but I think that's how they continue the uh, excuse me the 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 feud with him and, and Rollins. But we'll talk about uh, Rollins here in a minute. We'll move forward to probably what's going to be my favorite match of the night in terms of you know excitability and, and meaning, and it's really the only match that really means anything in my opinion, other than the main event. That's our Intercontinental Championship match. Between Mustafa Ali and the ring general, Gunta. Um, we all might have different opinions on this match. Gunther's winning. There's no way in hell Ali wins this match. But I still think it's going to be a fun match. And Ali has been a fun person to sort of just watch on a weekly basis. But with the gimmick he's in, he's the sort of like, oh, positive thinking and you'll start winning. And, and, and it's... Uh, it's quite uh, it's quite entertaining. Uh, we'll let Cody go first here. Um, who wins? What do you think about it, 
Um, Gunther wins. Um, I I think this match goes one of two ways. I think it could be a squash. I don't think it will be, but I could see it. Um, that way it gives kind of the two main events the most time. Um, but I can also see where uh, Gunther really puts over Ali here, makes him look good, and um, wins, but also makes the, the loser look good and, and kind of gives him a good rub during the match. So um, I, I think it might lean towards that way. I don't think it'll be a 20, 30 minute match. It could be up to, you know, between a 10 to 12 minute match. But, but like I said, uh, Ali gets a lot of good stuff in and really shines right here. Gunther helps him uh, look even good. Looks impressive. Get some close near falls. And, uh, um, but in the end, Gunther wins. Absolutely. Uh, James, go ahead and share your opinion with it. I don't know why this match is even fucking going on. I don't know why Mu- I don't know why Mustafa Ali won the fucking battle royal. That's the dumbest fucking. Because they're building a story with with Ali. No, because he's the closest resemblance of the fucking place they're going to live in or do the show in. That's why they he literally fucking- have Mansoor on the roster. They could have. He was in the match. He's from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it, it can't get any closer to resemblance than being from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Well. Mustafa Ali is boring as shit. If this this I know this match is going to go longer than five or so minutes. It shouldn't. This should be chopping practice for Gunter for about five minutes, and then the match is over. But they're going to have, give Ali a couple false finishes. Gunter retains, and because he, you're going to have to have somebody with good heat, since your your tribal chief is going to be taking a like a six month vacation here soon. So they got to have a, a heel that is a champion that is actually going to put in the work. Um, and so that'll be Gunter. All right. Yeah. Now Gunter is my favorite guy on the roster. So you're, uh, you're right. He's going to be the face of raw, um, which is great. Cause uh, he, he's put in a lot of work to, to get to where he's at. And uh, yeah, he wins the match. I, I think it's going to be like, Super close though. There's going to be one, at least one or tw- two uh, s- spots where Ali's going to uh, have like that 2.9 uh, count, and, uh, and 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 it's going to be real close. So now we go to the to the match that uh, I don't I don't know why it's happening, but uh, it, it it's a thing. It's our tag team championship match. And it's not that I don't know how it's happening and, and necessary. I know why it's happening. I want to know how in the hell did they clear Sami Zayn to enter into this country? Um, and uh, with that, uh, it's Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. I'm going to go last on this one. I want to know what you guys think of, of the match, who wins, um, what happens, anything surprising happen, um, and uh, overall what you're feeling of this matchup is we'll start with uh, Cody. Hey, you're on mute, my guy. Oh, my gosh. What in the world? <laughs> you would think a pro would have known how to do this. I, I'm looking forward to this match. I think it's going to be good. Um I would laugh my ass off if Roman and Sokoa won this match. I really would. 
I like Roman. I like the bloodline. It would be pretty damn funny if they won. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I guess uh, the Saudi Arabian government is is working with the Syrians or something like that. Maybe that's why Sami is able to be in there. But I think, uh, again, one of two ways, and that's a cheap way of looking at it instead of just picking one. But I think it either goes to a DQ and nobody gets pinned, or I think Sokoa takes a loss. And that really starts putting the cracks in the bloodline. Um, I know that was a J that people think is going to be the catalyst in all this and, and get his moment in the sun and be the one to, it started with him, ends with him type of thing. To me, Sokoa is kind of being groomed to be the next heir in this whole thing. And he's young, but I think maybe this is where that, that crack really starts showing. And, um, we eventually kind of get towards a Sokoa Reigns type of situation, or maybe Sokoa cost Reigns a title down the road. But yeah, I think uh, compelling wise, if, if it were me, I would do that. But depending on how they want to keep the story going, it could be a DQ and we don't get to that part yet, but I'd still think no matter what Sammy and Kevin are retaining the titles. Yeah. Well, let James go now. I'm ready to, to hear what he's got to say here. Go ahead, sir. Before you start, actually, before you start, let me preface this. This is about to be super biased, so uh, go ahead. If that fucktard wins this goddamn match, put this on the record, I will never, Mm -hmm. and I mean never, Mm -hmm. watch a single minute of WWE television until he loses that fucking title. All his you, also, you, you also said this when, when when Cody lost, so you're still watching. Not much. I ain't watching much, but I'll tell you this. If Roman Reigns wins this fucking match, I will stop watching WWE until he loses all his titles. Now, on the good the good part is I don't think he's gonna win. Um my personal opinion is the Usos interfere. Now, I know there's a question of international travel with the Usos. But they showed up in Canada, so I think they can show up in Saudi Arabia. Um, I think the Usos interfere. One of them, at least. I don't don't know which one was best friends with Sami Zayn. I can't remember. I can't get them both apart. Can't tell them apart from each other. But one of them will interfere. And I think it sets up at SummerSlam where Roman will not defend his title at SummerSlam. He's going to have a tag match. It's going to be no, the Usos either. versus Roman and Solo no. at SummerSlam. That's just my – or at Money in the Bank. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and Kevin and Sammy will retain the belt, but it's going to be by some sort of shenanigans. There's no way this is a clean finish. So, but I say, this is, this is WWE and I know they may swerve us. And if Roman Reigns wins these belts, uh, I won't be watching until he drops the titles. I can promise you he's not winning this match. Um, I'm more closer to, to, to Cody's point of, of thought here. You, you got to go with, with the storyline here. And 
the finish of this match determines how I think long term is going to. Every time I've always, every time I've said something about, oh, this is how I would book it, they've done the complete opposite. So maybe maybe they're just not listening. But I think I planned it out pretty good uh, about six months ago for you, WWE. Um, you're just not listening. Anyway, um, yeah, Kevin and Sammy would definitely retain the titles. I'm thinking it's going to be solo losing. Um, which leads Roman Reigns to um, start critiquing him the way that he's been critiquing the Usos, which forced all three of them to sort of turn on him, you know, down the line. Now, I personally don't think Roman is going to be anywhere near close to dropping the title to next year's Mania. I think when it that's when it ends. I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, he's going after – the longest record he's holding it till 2025. That's not happening. It's just not going to happen. He's dropping in at Mania next year. Um, if not before then, I could even see this ending at SummerSlam. Um, but it's it's going to be Solo versus Roman um, for sure. Um, I see three endings to this match. The first is, of course, a clean Solo just takes the pin. The next is, like James said, the Usos will interfere and cost them the match. And the third one, which is about a 0.1% chance, but the Saudis have the money to do it, and Dwayne shows up. Um, If it's going to happen anywhere other than WrestleMania, the Saudis have the money to convince Dwayne to show up. Uh, And um, he, he might be like, you know... You know, they are building Solo to be sort of like the next Umaga slash Rikishi. So maybe he does it for The Rock. Um, but who knows? Uh, but what I do know is uh, Kevin and Sammy will be tag champions at the end of this event. And it is kind of cool to see them, you know, finally get to do one of these events. Um, Though I do want to call them out because they've they've definitely said, you know, I'll never go over there, even if I could. And well, you see now that they're kind of going over here. But you know, the money talks. So uh we'll go with the main event. And uh that is for the new world heavyweight championship title, which was I saw today. I don't know when it, when the news was released. They're gonna con- it's not technically new, they're continuing the lineage from when Orton combined them. Uh what was that, 2016? I don't know, 2014. Um, and so um, the next championship will either be Seth Rollins or Alan Jones Styles. Um, now, you know, logic would tell you that Seth Rollins is going to win this because Roman Reigns is the champion on SmackDown. But there's just a little part of me that believes AJ Styles could win this title. So, Cody, we'll start with you. What do you think? Selfishly, I would love for Allen to win this. Um, my boy needs another world title under his belt, so would love to uh, see old AJ hoist up that world title as the new world champion. Um, at the same time, Rollins, I, I know the winner theoretically goes to Raw, but the OC is on SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, no reason to break them up and do all that. So uh, Rollins has been a very constant main figure on Raw. Has been the 
to me kind of the flagship for the show uh, besides Cody. And uh, yeah, he's, he's the iron horse. He's a workhorse. He's over like Rover. And I think this, uh, it's a part and burner of a match uh, steals the show. And in the end, the freaking man, Sethy Rollins uh, dethrones my AJ Styles and becomes a new world champion. Absolutely not. I don't know about you, but I think we're getting a 60-minute match here. Uh, I think they're going to let it happen. First off, there's only like five matches on the card, and it's supposed to go four hours. So we're getting we're getting something that's going long. Um, and this definitely is one of those that I think will, and I think the tag match will go long as well, um, longer than normal, or it should go. Um, James, what do you think about this, about this match? Um, who wins? Is there a chance AJ wins? Your thoughts. Yeah, I think there's more of a chance that AJ wins, and I think people are giving him credit for. If, if tell me if I'm wrong, because I I am not a avid watcher of WWE. Before AJ broke his leg or foot or whatever, wasn't he like feuding or maybe starting a feud with or thinking about starting a feud with Roman? Was he? No, they were. He was. Them and the OC were fighting Judgment Day. Um, and then he snapped his foot at a house show. So, okay. um, for some reason, I thought he was in the main picture. The, ru- the, the rumor was he was going to come back and he was going to fight Roman Reigns at this show. Um, but obviously, the rumor was wrong. Uh, okay, so then I was wrong there. But I, I still think AJ really maybe does have a shot at winning the title. I think Gunther has done such a good job at. Um, carrying the Intercontinental title and making it like the thing that I could see them pushing that as like Raw's main title and AJ could win and kind of carry the World Heavyweight Championship on SmackDown and they wouldn't even have to move him over and logic doesn't have to make sense and apparently Triple H can say one thing one week and another thing the next week and people just don't give a shit Um, and so I could see that happening, but in, in most reality, I think Seth Rollins, this title was made, I think, specifically for him um, to be the first champion and then either continue his feud with Cody or to start a new feud with somebody else and, and, and build a, a heel that um, can, can put on a good show with Seth, um, someone like maybe uh, – Austin Theory or whatever, if he's whenever he whenever he drops the U.S. belt. Well, no, he's on SmackDown. So anyway, um, I don't know who who he'll start he'll feud with, but I do think this match will go forty five minutes ish, maybe longer. Um, But at the end, Seth will Seth is over. He deserves this. He for so long just lost pay per view after pay per view after pay per view, kind of being that gatekeeper to keep push people to the next level. It's, I think, time for him to get another world title. He hasn't had a major title run in quite some time. Um, And uh, regardless of who he continues or builds the next feud around, I think this is going to be probably a contender for match of the year because AJ and Seth have put on good matches before, and I think this will be no different. Absolutely. Um, 
I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'll probably be wrong, but I'm picking AJ Styles to win this match. Solely because it appears that Seth Rollins is dipping his toes into the Marvel Universe. Um, he was on set. I forgot what movie he was. Um, but he was on set of one of the new Marvel movies they're filming. Now, that doesn't mean that he's in it. He could have just been. I mean, he was dressed like Seth Rollins. So it could be his Marvel character or it could be his, you know, Seth Rollins character. He dresses weird anyway. Um, but... Uh, if it's true that he is going into Hollywood, I don't think that Triple H would give him the title at a time where he's filming and he can't live up to the expectation of this being the sort of workhorse championship. I also think in that case, with Roman also probably being gone for a while, Gunther has done a better job building the IC title to sort of world title. It's never going to be the world title, but I think he could carry Raw by himself more than Austin Theory can carry SmackDown. Case in point, Austin Theory's not on this card. So my next question, and we'll end the WWE, excuse me, we'll end the Night of Champions talk here. Should Austin Theory be on this card? I mean, we're talking about a... Night of Champions, where every title is supposedly supposed to be on the line. And I don't, this is a spoiler alert for anyone watching. They've taped uh, SmackDown already because they're in Saudi. It doesn't get announced on, on SmackDown that there's a match. Um, he actually defends it against Sheamus. Um, and um, I won't tell you the winner. You guys can watch on Friday if you want to. But is, is it something to, to you where it, should the United States title be on this card? And also, I know they just forfeited the titles. But should not the women's title be on the card as well? They're doing a fatal four-way to crown a new champion on Monday. Is it just a case of that's too many women on the card? That's why I'm not doing it. Should they both? I don't know. United champions, to me, should, every title should be defended. What do you guys think? I agree. I think that you should have every title on the line. That's what that's what the show is called, Night of Champions. Every champion should, if not defend it, be on the show, some shape or fashion. And uh, whatever that means, if you want to do the uh, women's tag thing at uh, you know crowned at Night of Champions, you know the, the Saudis want a WrestleMania type show. I mean, give it to them by having all the titles on on the line. And if you're crowning a new women's whatever champion, any kind of champion. That's that's what it's supposed to be is not a champion. So. Yeah, I, I think at least theory should be on the on the card. Um, the women's match, the tag titles. I, I think you can draw an exception there because of how rel or recent Liv Morgan's injury is that they kind of have to crown a champion before they can post a match and really build any sort of feud. Um, that that four way match or whatever is tonight, right? For the no, title, it's, it's next. It's next week. Next week. Oh, yeah, well, the then, 29th. then maybe they should have. Wow. Well, then I guess at that point, uh, maybe they could have had it on the card. Maybe not. Um, I think they want to keep the spoiler of who Raquel's yeah. teammate is going to be as a secret. They find that they find that out on, on you find that out on Friday. Friday. Is it Aaliyah? It's not. Oh, oh dang. Well, then who the fuck is it? <laughs> I guess well, I'll have to tune in on Friday. Anyway. Her hair is this color. Ah. Green. 
Gotcha. Okay. That's dumb. <laughs> That's dumb. Um, anyways, um, yeah, at least theory should be on the on the um, on the show because the U.S. title is one of the four main titles of WWE, and at at the least, you should have at least your main four titles on the on the card. That being the um, universal title, tag title women's title and this title and intercontinental title so t- one of the big five they all should be on the on the card and he's the only one that's not but see that's the thing it's like i honestly don't believe much in austin theory he he isn't to me ready for the main event red he's not him yet he still has a lot of growing he has a lot of potential but he just he doesn't have the ability to carry the roster at this point but um, look, you're not the only one who doesn't believe in Austin Theory. I, if they would just give him the damn cell phone back, it would be, it would make him a lot more believable. I like that gimmick, but uh, that's Grayson Waller's gimmick now. But uh, it was Tyler, leads, Tyler Breeze's th- gimmick first. Hey, he's in creative now, so you be quiet. Um, but uh, that leads to my thought. I'm just going to say this. I don't have to respond, but this leads to my thought. Just give fucking Omos the U.S. title and fucking strap the rocket to him. <laughs> um, no. Please that would, do. That would be worse. <laughs> um, we'll move on. That's uh, WWE. And because you guys aren't more than likely not going to talk about NXT because I know you don't watch it, we're going we're gonna to do a special segment here before we move to AEW, which is one must go, and it's about WWE. Um, I normally do it at the end, but since I want you guys to take part of this, so one must go for this episode. We're going to be take any WWE title, whether it's NXT, SmackDown, or Raw. You got to get rid of one of them. Now you're not getting rid of the history. You're just getting rid of the current design of the title. You can replace it. You can completely scrap the title. Pick one. Which one would it be? And why? I'm going to go last, so I don't care who goes first between you two. Um, I'll go. Um, get rid of the uh, women, main roster women's tag team championships. Because that entire division, the entire time, has been clusterfuck after clusterfuck. And there really isn't a history behind it. And honestly, I think you can get rid of those titles and nobody would fucking care. So, yeah, get rid of them. Okay, Cody? I would agree with that. Um, uh, I'll try not to be so cliche, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, is it 24-7 belt still a thing? No, they got thrown in the trash okay. a couple months ago. Yeah, again, I should have talked about <laughs> that, but I don't. So, if we're not – if if since women's tag belt, which I agree with, but it's since already taken, I'll pick something else. Um, get rid of the universal title. I, I I get the whole Roman thing. I totally get it. I really do. Uh, the universal title just never did it for me. I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> besides Roman, there ain't no prestige in that title at, at all. It, it doesn't do anything for me. You and mean Braun Strowman didn't get it over for you? Hey, no. <laughs> hey, no. He Goldberg? didn't. Goldberg didn't. 
nobody did. Um, just a belt that I never jived with. You know, I was you know, growing up. It was the WWE Universal or the and the World Title. And and when this Universal thing came out, I'm like, is this supposed to be a World Champion? Because if it is, it doesn't really sound like a World Champion Championship. Similar to me as like the Impact Grand Champion, like that just sounded like fucking <laughs> stupider than stupid. Like <laughs> Grand Champion. Isn't that the world champion or are we okay? TNA. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that's what I would say. So uh I, I'm gonna make it kind of three for three here. I, I mean, it, it, the only title we need to get rid of is the women's tag team championship. It's it's the it's the worst one on the title, and you don't even have to get rid of it. Just throw one away, take the faceplate off the other. Well, first off, the design is ugly as fuck. Let's just be honest. Um, but take the faceplate off of it, put a new faceplate on it that says women's whatever to make a mid-card title because that is what is needed in this women's division, not tag teams and a company that doesn't give a fuck about tag teams anyway. I mean, honestly, you can get rid of the men's tag team division and it really would not hurt nobody. Um, so, yeah, we need a women's mid-card title. I've been pushing for that for a while. Plus, design-wise, I think the worst designed uh you know, if you would have asked me a month ago, it probably would have been the new title. It's starting to grow on me. I'm still not sold on this logo. Just pasted on the fucking front of it. I understand every company logos their belt. But WWE is the only one that uses an icon style logo, and it's blocky as fuck. Everybody else just uses the three letters in a row, or in Impact's case, the six letters in a row. Um... And it's it, it looks good, even like I the IWGP title where it's more classic looking, looks better than the the new title. If you just took the the logo, if you want to brand it, make the side plates brand only. You don't really need wrestling. I mean, I've never been one that really care about side plates. Maybe other people care about it, but yeah. But definitely the the worst designed is whatever we call the women's tag team titles. Just throw those away. Never bring them back. We know they're going to Ronda anyway, so uh, no one will ever win them again. With that, we're going to talk AEW. And, and by we, I mean them, because I'm not really going to talk about it. I'm just going to facilitate questions. So the first one is, how excited are you of the show? Just on a general basis, like two sentences or less, how excited are you? It has decent build to it and has a pretty strong card. So my overall uh, excitement level is uh, pretty good. It's going to be a good show. All right. And James? So you tend to come in at uh, these pay-per-views expecting D-plus D work and hoping they give you C-minus or better work. I have a B-plus expectation for this card. They've built it pretty solidly i think they can do really good work with the matches that they have on the card um and uh i'm actually quite excited for it the next the next month and a half to two months for aew is probably the biggest two months in the company's history with how many events they're doing in the next couple months so uh, i know this is more than two sentences but um you never listen to instructions anyway, so I kind of expect this to happen. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm highly um, anticipating this show, and I think we're going to get 
some surprises. All right. Um, so I guess my, uh, before we move on, my next question then, or I have two more questions before we talk about the card. Um, first one is, do you think that, you know, they've had several big announcements. Um, they've announced a video game today, which you guys are excited about. Um, is Wednesday's announcement, he's still doing an announcement on Wednesday, right? Where the first location for Collision is, yeah. Okay. Um, do you think that he he announces the TV deal on TV? And if so, Max is supposed to start tomorrow, right? As an official thing. My, what I'm trying to get to is, is this pay-per-view going to be on Max or you have to buy it? Well, it's gonna be, you have to buy it. Yeah, it's on BR. They've already pushed it. They're going to change that. Yeah, Bleacher Report's already advertising you can buy it now. Um, so I think this one will be on BR. There's still some fine, like, legal things I think they got to do to get the streaming rights to Max. Um, I think the earliest you'll see AEW, like, live stream event may be the one blue show. Um, that still may be pushing it too early. Um, I know AEW all access, you can stream the whole first season on max, um, starting tomorrow. Oh no, starting June 9th. I think it's when they're putting that on max. Um, but yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, and that question was asked for the main reason of, for the first time ever, and this only NXT question I'll ask you, for the first time ever, at least for a premier live event pay-per-view type situation, AEW's going head-to-head with an NXT. Typically, in, I mean, they've been on the same day before, but typically either it's the Saudi show and WWE's in the middle of the day and AEW ends the night, or I think the last time it happened was, was it Revolution? Staying Deliver, wasn't it, or something like that, where it was during the afternoon, yeah, but where, AEW where, had the final? Well, right, I'm I, talking more so AEW and NXT, where AEW was a, no, it was it was ROH's pay-per-view in January. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where uh, they were at like four in the afternoon, typically they sort of work out the schedule to where one goes afternoon, one goes at night, but this time it's both eight o'clock live time. My question with asking if AEW be on max is my assumption would be is everyone's going to buy AEW because if I'm right, Bleacher Report only allows you to to rewatch in like 24 hours, right? Yeah. It's 48 hours. So my assumption is, at least ratings-wise, if we're or if you're looking for like how many people watch, I feel more people are going to watch AEW already in general, just because they have more more fans who care about that product. But from the sort of tweener, the people who watch both, I think they'd be more accustomed to watching the show that they have a a limited amount of time to watch it. When I could go in two weeks and watch Battleground on Peacock anyway, so you think? You think that pays a difference, and then do you do you consider this like I don't want to say a battle because obviously it's not a war, but do you think Shawn Michaels thought right putting a show on this weekend, knowing because everyone's going to sit here and be like, well, AEW never announced it. I actually had to I actually had to defend AEW today from someone. It's the same weekend every fucking year they do this event, so WWE should have known about it. Do you oh, think they did it on purpose or? He defended AEW. Hell has frozen over. 
<laughs> yeah, they did it on purpose for sure. I think they wanted to just another test trial to see maybe how NXT compares to them, or you know, whatever the case may whatever the case may be. Both companies are going to have a little bit of a struggle, anyways, when it comes to this show, just because Memorial Day is so filled with sports yeah. weekend. You have golf, yeah. you've got playoff hockey. If 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 we're not if we're not in the finals yet. Um, NBA playoff if we're not getting towards the finals, which I think starts June first, so we should be uh, still in the, in the semifinals unless both teams, you know, get out before Sunday. Look at this fucking point, the fucking Celtics about to get swept. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, there you go. But then you've also got the this day. Besides, maybe the Indy five hundred. Well, the Daytona five hundred is its own thing, but this is like yeah, racing biggest day. So right. It's going to be tough either way. I think that NXT will take a little slice, little, little, little slice of AEW's audience. Um, I wouldn't even say AEW's audience. I just think in general that there are people that like both shows, and AEW is usually by itself, so people watch it. NXT is usually by itself. People watch it, but when you put them together, you may get some of those, I'd rather watch this. It's cheaper um, right, right. Than, than buying it one time, but to your point, you can only watch it in a certain amount of uh, time frame if you want to rewatch it. So, um, I still think AEW does pretty well for the buy rate. NXT, I think, has got a decent crowd going into it on Sunday. Um, don't think it'll be a sellout, but it's going to be a decent crowd. And um, I think to them, it's just a matter of what what can we do, what do we got, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean. I think my concern with it is, like you said, it's the biggest sports weekend. It's a for for a lot of people. Like I know someone who's taking a five day weekend this weekend, and he's like, "I'm not even watching wrestling. I'm I'll be on the at the beach. You know, the luxuries of living in Florida." But uh, um, and so I just I understand like a holiday weekend. Maybe you'll get some, but I don't know who necessarily, especially with like the location. Like Lowell, Massachusetts. I'm sorry. Have at any I've I've heard of the city because I've been in Massachusetts. And if you've never heard of fucking Lowell, Massachusetts, no one knows what the fuck it is. Um, and they couldn't. You couldn't buy tickets on Ticketmaster. You could only buy from the stadium, which made it difficult. Um. So yeah, I don't think they'll sell out. I think they'll still get the the hardcore fans there, but it's it's. I don't know, James, you haven't really said much about it. What do you think? I think Shawn Michaels wasn't his excuse. It was this weekend always has been a good weekend for WWE. So, um, <laughs> I, so I don't know if I fully believe that, but it, it's a big. I don't know. I don't know if I can show they've ever run on this weekend. So I don't know what the fuck data he's looking at. Um, but I, I don't know if obviously the date they had an opportunity to pick. But with it being on Peacock, I don't think they could have changed the time because the Indy 500 will be running in the afternoon on Peacock. So um, they really couldn't run it there at that point. Um, and then Saturday, obviously, is um, the, you run it. the Saudi you show. Run it sat- you could have run it 8 o'clock on Saturday. It's, it's what, a 1 p.m. start time for Saudi? You could have you done it Saturday. You could have done two shows Saturday. I guess maybe they could have. I I don't know if necessarily this is something where they're competing head to head, but 
it is it does seem kind of uh like they're maybe trying to test the waters and see if they can um take a little bit of AEW's pay-per-view market. I, I don't I don't want to say that they're like doing it to be petty. I, I don't want to make those accusations, but um I think overall the the core fans on each side are going to be happy with each show. I'll, I'll just say that. All right, so let's get into this card. The first thing I'll ask is, is the card finished? Like, am I going to have to look up, like, matches that will happen on Wednesday? Or is the card set up? I think there's, like, there's like 10 matches here that I'm looking at, I think. I'm pretty sure the card's done, but no one Tony Khan will post. Yeah. put something on, like, a pre-show or something. All right, so we'll start with the bottom of this card. I don't know the order. I don't think it really matters. We'll start at the bottom here. Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy versus Ethan Page and the guns. And the stipulation is if Hardy Party, that's a fucking gay ass name. I'm sorry. If Hardy Party wins, then Matt takes control of Ethan Page's contract. You guys, talk me through this match. Why should I care about it? They've had this feud for a few months now between the firm and the Hardys especially with Matt Hardy turning on uh, Ethan Page, freeing himself from that. And uh, they had the uh, firm deletion match a few weeks ago. And uh, I think this is kind of the uh, final blow off, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, I'm not 100% sure where this goes, just because if, if they win, I guess they kind of carry on Matt with the firm. If they lose, I guess everybody goes their separate ways. I'm not sure. But uh, – um it's been a it's been a decent storyline it really has it's not been horrible it's not been phenomenal it's just it, it's been it's been solid um i think that matt does win and i guess maybe they continue this a little bit with the firm thing but I'm not sure where it goes besides another turn and somebody maybe debut or reemerges and they kind of fight again but I think the Hardy Party wins. Hardy Party. Yeah, so the my logic on this is Hardy Party does win, which it's a clever name on the Hardy Boys and Private Party. I think the long-term story here is whenever Mark Quinn gets back from injury, Private Party is going to turn on the Hardys. Um, I, I, I don't know when that is. I don't know how long Mark Quinn's going to be out, but I know he is injured. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't know. This, this feud has kind of been kind of one of those, like, honestly, piss break feuds for me. Like, uh, I'm just not super built behind it. Um, you can tell Matt Hardy is kind of a little bit past his prime at this point, but the firm deletion match was quite hilarious. I watched it a few times and. I think brother brother Zay made that entire match with his moan around the world. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I think I'm rambling. That's what I think. But this match is uh, <laughs> the Hardy Party wins. I don't know where it goes. I don't know what they do with Ethan Page at this point. But I just can't see um, Ethan Page winning. So Hardy Party wins. 
All right, so I'm I'm reading uh, cage side seat. It's it's where I'm getting this list from, and they're saying keep an eye out for Hook to replace Cassidy. I, have you guys watched Rampage? I guess he got attacked. Uh, you think that happens, or, or are they just hopeful guessing? Well, I haven't watched Rampage yet, just from last past week. So uh... well, I should have asked that question first. So sorry, spoiler. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Hook's been battling with them. Um, for uh, quite a while now. Um, and another thing to keep an eye out on is the guns, I think, are trying to aim themselves for FTR's tag belts. So it wouldn't surprise me to see them turn on Ethan Page to get out of whatever the fuck they, they have to do with, with Ethan Page. And then Ethan Page is now a babyface with the Hardys, who are already face. So... I don't know. I guess we'll have to tune in on Sunday and see what goes on. But it wouldn't surprise me if Hook joined them. Yeah, I agree. All right. So we'll move on to Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. Baby. In an, Baby. In, in an unsanctioned match. So obviously this is going to go towards the end of the of the, of the card, you think? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yep. Um, sell me on this match. Why should I care about it? As someone who doesn't watch, who wins? Why should I care? Why should I tune in to watch this match? It's come on, baby, versus Adam Cole, baby. Um, it's an intriguing feud. It's Cole's first feud back, so um, it's been kind of interesting to see how he's kind of been worked back into the roster, and this is his first mega storyline uh coming out of his injury um one of those things that you know jericho still has something in him he does and and i think this is definitely a little bit of a dream match in some ways um with cole versus jericho i think that this could be uh one of the top matches of the night for sure um cole's a very experienced guy and he he can put on a good show Jericho obviously has the pedigree in the background from WWE and everything else in between. So um, they're going to know how to work the audience, work the crowd and, and uh, take us on a, take us on a ride for sure. Uh, probably going to do what they did um, or what him and uh, Jericho and Roddy did uh, this past Wednesday and fight all over the place and make it a really good show. And um, yeah, I think this is going to be a, a pretty good match. I think either one of two ways this goes is either just Cole wins outright or maybe somebody comes back and and turns on him and goes with Jericho. I don't think that'd be Roddy unless uh, O'Reilly comes back or uh, something like that and maybe betrays him. I don't know, but um, I think I think Cole does win, though. Yeah, so the reason you should watch this match is because there's like 8,000 000- intricate pieces of this match that you're going to have to watch out for. So not only do you have the match that's actually happening, which is going to be a fantastic match in and of itself. You have the Roddy strong factor. You have the Jericho appreciation factor. And then you have Britt Baker. Does she interfere in some way? The outcasts have had some sort of play in this storyline. Does Paige, make an interference here again, or oh, sorry, Soraya. Um, 
make some form of of interference again. Um, and so there's just a lot of story built into the conclusion of this match here. I I tend to think Jericho's gonna actually gonna win this match because my belief is at um, Forbidden Door we're going to see the mixed gender tag match or or all out, I guess, if they want to. I don't think they'll push it that far, but I think at Forbidden Door, um, you'll see, um, what's his name? Pay, uh, Adam Cole and Britt versus Jericho and Surya. I think you'll see that um, in, the, in the near future here. You'll have the mixed gender match there. Um, but... It's just kind of interesting. I do hope Kyle O'Reilly makes his return. I don't know if he's clear to return, but that'll be fun to see him come back at some point. All right. Um, so then we move forward to the next match on this list here, the Anarchy in the Arena match. Between the, it's the Blackpool Combo, Combat Club, right? Danielson and Moxley, Claudio... And uh, Wheeler Yuta um, versus Omega, the Young Bucks, and uh, I guess I guess he's elite again, Hangman Page. So before you explain the match to me, why I should watch it, is it, what the fuck is going on with the eye patch? Can someone explain that to me first? Got stabbed in the eyeball with a screwdriver. <laughs> Brian Danielson took a screwdriver and stabbed him. And... Okay, that makes, makes, makes more sense now. Who went? The Elite. Yeah, be elite. Um, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be insane. Give me so much fucking blood. We're gonna we're gonna see blood from the People start of the bell. Be dripping blood everywhere. My, my question is, how do how does Don Callis play a part in this match? Because I'm still confused. Like, is this something that Danielson set up to to t- have him turn on Kenny? Or did he turn on himself, and we're going to see, like, Takeshka turn on the elite? Like, I, I'm just not 100% sure what Don Callis' role in this feud is. Yeah, I mean, does he bring back – does he bring Takeshka? Does he bring somebody from NJPW? Sets things up for Forbidden Door? Do we get a Bullet Club thing? Do we get anybody? Door's wide open for that, so – uh I think if we have like it's gonna be a decent amount of heels winning, I think. Um, or at least the top heel is gonna win. So gotta try to get some of those baby faces over. This really this match has no real stake to it, so that's why I can see the, the baby faces winning. We're gonna see like seventeen thousand super kicks, but that's every elite match though. A lot of a lot of tables, a lot of chairs, a lot of blood. Gonna be gonna be yeah, chaos. X. Forks, screwdrivers. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cage is going to come back. Just kidding. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All, right. All right. So now we move into the championship matches. We'll start here with the AEW International Championship between Orange Cassidy and uh, he's defending in a Blackjack Battle Royal. Um, this says 20 superstars. First off, have they listed anybody? Do you know of any competitors, or is this going to be like a normal thing where they just send out 19 people and you'll find out on Sunday? 
And then the second question is, does Orange Cassidy retain? I think we'll get some participants on Wednesday and Friday. I don't think we'll get all of them. Um, usually we have that surprise. So I think that there may be 19 announced and we have the 20th be the Joker. Um, I do not think Cassidy wins. I think this is the opportunity for him to lose. Don't have to get pinned. Don't have to get submitted. Keep him strong. And we kind of move on. And he's been a great international champion uh, as far as the defending-wise almost every week, putting on great matches, um, really giving that title some some oomph to it, as I like to say. So, um, But this is a good way for him to give title off of him without him taking a loss, uh, which I, I prefer champions lose just because that, you know, it shows, it shows more emphasis when you get pinned or submit, but um, I guess I get it from other perspectives as well, but I think that this is where the, Cassidy does lose. And I think it'll be somebody like Miro wins it. James? So I, I agree. I think orange Cassidy loses. Um, the storyline behind it is like Orange Cassidy, I think, has 0% health on every limb in his body at this point. Um, I you think Kyle more F desperate and more desperate in every match he right. gets in. I think Kyle Fletcher wins, and for a couple reasons. Um, he had to drop both tag titles um, this uh, this past weekend because his teammate is injured, like Mark, Mark Davis. Is that his tag team? I partner, I think Aussie Open, they dropped both IWGP tag and strong open weight or whatever it's called tag belts because of an injury. So I think uh, Kyle Fletcher wins, setting up Forbidden Door, where it'll be the singles match between him and Orange Cassidy, and and some sort of rematch where um, I think Orange Cassidy at that point will retain or recapture his belt. I think it's just one of these things that you need to push a storyline for. A couple weeks, a month or so, to get you to Forbidden Door, and they've already basically kind of put some um, Easter eggs out there that they're going to get this match, Kyle Fletcher and Orange Cassidy, and it would be fun if the dynamic was Orange Cassidy is trying to capture his title back. So I think he does lose here, and it, I think Kyle Fletcher would be a good um, candidate for it, though. Part of me, selfishly, if they're going to do something at Forbidden Door, it's like Will Ospreay or something who is like making a surprise entrance to win it. But I do think Kyle Fletcher wins it. So one more question. on this. Going to Cody's uh, potential winner where he says Miro, do you think this could be a situation where let's say Miro does win, where they, they do it per for the purpose of promoting collision? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um James, your your thoughts on that? I mean, you have a new show starting in like three weeks, so. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see that happening. Um, I just feel like your promotion for Collision takes place a little bit later in the show. Um, because there's a lot of smoking smoking grenades being thrown around right now. Don't know. I just have a feeling that all of this is just smoke. And we'll talk about it later, what I think is going on with the All right. So then we'll move on to the never-ending title run of the TBS championship of 
Jade Cargill versus uh, Taya Valkyrie. Does Jade retain? And if uh, if not, is it a surprise? Like, do you think Taya is the one to to beat her? Is the, is the question, or does does this uh has she has Jade ever lost a match yet, or is she still undefeated? No. She's never lost a singles match. She has okay. lost a tag team match before. So does Jade retain? Is is I guess the big question. So unfortunately, I think the answer is yes. <laughs> she should have lost oh quite a while ago, and. My belief is they're saving her for Chris Statlander, which hell knows when she's coming back. Um, so who knows how long this title reign ends. I think Taya Valkyrie, though, is the perfect candidate for somebody that can beat Jade and hold the title for for a little bit and kind of do like a couple-month transitional championship run. Um my personal opinion is, and this will never happen because I think they don't want any more locker room cancers in the locker room, but I think one of the women that could literally like be seen as a person that could beat Jade is if Tessa Blanchard were to take it off the tight, off of her. I just don't think they'll hire Tessa because of the locker room stuff. They've had enough with Britt and Thunder Rosa and all of that, so I don't think that – Tessa would mesh with a lot of the people in the locker room, but I really feel like she could be the one that's physically appealing enough to to beat someone as strong as Jade Cargill. But no, I don't think I don't think Tayo wins. I think Jade retains, and they'll hold it for the return of Chris Statlander. Yeah, I, I think that they've kind of booked themselves in a corner with this whole title reign in my, in my opinion, a little bit is because there's been a stretch there. There had been a stretch where there, there was just, it was just feeder after feeder after feeder. And it wasn't like legitimate threats. You get the rare occasion. Oh, this might be it. And I thought Taya for sure was going to be the one to the throner. Um, so I, I just kind of relooking about everything. So Statlander had, Surgery in September. It's a six to eight month recovery because she had a torn, she had to get her ACL and meniscus repaired. And we are now at the latter portion of the eighth month of that. So she has to be back soon, very soon. So could be, which to me would just infuriate the hell out of me. Um, Jade probably wins and Statlander comes out and that sets up their their storyline, and I hope that if that's the case, they do the whole thing with um, MJF and the Danielson thing from Revolution. Hey, you got to start. You got to win some matches before you even get a shot at this thing. So, right. um, they give her some matches to win, and then they either do something at all in Wembley, or I don't. I, I don't think you can do it at Forbidden Door just because that's not that's not the right area to do it in. I was thinking maybe the debut show of Collision. But this is where I get so frustrated with it because it's a it's a network championship, so it's not a total TV title. To me, it's got to be defended on Dynamite on TBS. You can't be defending this thing on TNT. Um, right. And Collision's on TNT, so it's either Dynamite, a pay per view, or yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, my question is: If Statlander comes back, this. <laughs> If uh, Statlander comes back, can she um, stay healthy for once? And that's a good that's a good question. Uh, um, I think there's a risk with with putting 
Statlander immediately back into the title picture. Hmm. Um, at least for the, T- the TBS title. There's so many women in this division that, quite honestly, hasn't had their opportunity. And, and to me, it's just to throw Statlander just right into the mix here. Um, it just doesn't sit right with me, especially because there's no certainty that her her legs are going to hold out. Like I think this is the second or third leg injury she's had. I don't know if it's this all on the same leg or if it's both legs that having issues. But um, I, I really thought and believe it. But funny or not, but I really thought Sky Blue could have been someone that. They could have pushed to the moon to beat Taya or not Taya to beat Jade for the belt. It seems like she's now more on Ring of Honor though. So ain't she hurt too? Like everyone's getting hurt. <laughs> I don't think she's uh, hurt. No, she's on. Like she's doing a lot of Ring of Honor stuff. She's yeah. feuding with Athena on uh, Ring yeah. of Honor. Oh, that's fun. Um, we'll move on to the next match here. The the TNT Championship, a ladder match between champion Wardlow and um, Christian Cage. No, I've personally had some some words on this show about how shitty the fucking TNT Championship has been booked. Does Wardlow retain? And if he does retain, can they get the fucking ladder spot right where they um, are not shown holding the fucking ladder? I think Wardlow wins. Um, obviously, it's, it's set up to where Luchasaurus may help Christian. Maybe Luchasaurus turns on Christian because he got the title shot before him. I think Wardlow wins. And I've come to the conclusion that I, I'm not upset no more with the TNT title because it, it, it is a TV championship. So TV titles, to me, should be defended every week on TV. It's been defended a lot. Title's been flip-flopping a little bit, so... I guess that's what you get, but I've I've just come to the conclusion of that, and it's almost like all right, whatever. But uh, I think Wardlow does win. Yeah, I concur. I think Wardlow gets to win. The whole dynamic of this feud, though, is just kind of weird. That Christian Cage pops up out of nowhere to claim a, a title opportunity, and now Wardlow's working with Arn Anderson out of nowhere. Like uh, the whole dynamic of the whole feud, it it just kind of feels. I don't know, rushed. Um, but, yeah, I think Wardlow wins here. I think it ultimately either leads to a Luchasaurus heel turn or face turn or a Luchasaurus versus Wardlow match um, where we might see them swap the title six times before the feud ends. Um, I don't. I don't I don't know the long story here, and I guess because it is a TV title, there's, that's a good thing that you don't know the long story. At this point, but I'm just, I just don't understand the whole dynamic of this feud at this point, but I guess we'll have to tune in Sunday to see if it's, if they can give more clarity on it or whatnot. All right. Did you name a winner, James? I'm not certain if you did or not. Wardlow. Okay. We'll move forward to the AEW World Tag Team Championships between FTR versus... Jay Lethal and somehow in 20 fucking 23, Jeff Jarrett still getting title opportunities with Mark Briscoe as special guest referee. 
There's no way FTR loses, or is there? Yes, there's always a chance, but I don't see it happening. I think that Mark Briscoe kind of dekes the alliance with Jared and Lethal and then goes with FTR and helps him win. Um, Maybe uh, he frustrates Jared and Lethal by not cheating for them, and Jared gets frustrated and starts pushing Mark, and then Mark eventually just either takes a guitar and hits Jared over the head with it or punches him or something, and FTR gets the win. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it's been it's been an entertaining storyline, in my opinion. Um, I, I think that this whole Jeff Jarrett is is a not everybody's cup of tea, but he does find ways to reinvent himself and to kind of keep himself um, in the limelight. And he's a pretty damn good heel too. So I um, I thoroughly enjoy his run right now. And, um, as a live events guy too, he's helped AW try to tap into new markets whether or not it's gonna fully pay off you're always gonna hit or miss but you, you don't want what well, you don't know until you try so i thought i thought wednesday last wednesday's um part of this story was the the best part of the story at least in the ring with the whole karen jarrett interference and um it's the best that satinam singh has looked ever i think the, the appearance of him like ripping his shirt off and like actually looking like a dominant giant. Um, but while ever so tenderly holding a baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, uh, I just, I, I'm going to be the one that says, I think FTR loses um, because t- to me, like, I think they're going to guilt trip Mark Briscoe into accidentally giving, uh, costing FTR the match. Like for some reason, that's just how I feel this match is going to go. Is Mark Briscoe's going to be baited and switched into giving son, um, giving uh, Lethal and Jarrett the titles? What I kind of, out of spite, what would be completely the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. As if Jeff Jarrett, the bell rings and he just lays down in the middle of the ring again. Like, that would be the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, but at the same time, I don't I don't know. Uh, I do think they win this. Uh, uh, whatever the fuck they call themselves. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal will win this match um, with some buffoonery taking place. I think you're the only person on this planet that has that pick. <laughs> um, okay, well, you Tony, just said that. T- Tony Khan agrees with me, though. So we'll see yeah. on Sunday. All right, so then we move on to the AEW World, excuse me, Women's World Championship. Champion is Jamie Hayter, and uh, Tony Storm is the opponent. Um, first off, is Jamie Hayter like kayfabe hurt or is she real hurt? And does she retain? I think she's a little bit of both. She wasn't on Wednesday's <laughs> show at all, so I think that she was, I think, pretty beat up. But I, evidently, it's not that serious enough because they promoted the women's world title match. So I guess right. it's not that serious. I think she just needs a little bit of a break. Um, I, I, I'm excited for this match. Uh, they tore the house down at full gear for this belt, and um, I think this match is going to be equally as good, if not better. Uh, these two girls know how to put on a, a show. Jamie Hader, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated, but but 
one of the solidly best women's wrestlers in the world. Wrestlers, um, you know, I think Charlotte Flair is the ultimate pro wrestler as far as women's division goes in the world. Can be entertaining, can be a decent face, can be a great heel, good in the ring. You can disagree with me, my man, but that's why she's in all the main events for everything because she knows how to do it. Uh, That's more so because her daddy is Ric Flair. Shut the fuck up. No, no. Listen, you can use that excuse for the first couple years of her being in wrestling, but after the past six, seven years, mm -mm, she's done it on her own. Um, But I think Jamie Hayter is the pure best women's pro wrestler right now, or best, you know what I mean? Um, Right. But yeah, I I think it's going to be a good match, and uh, I think Hayter retains here. So I have a. I think Tony wins, um, and for the f- reason being, um, I think Tony Storm she never got the applause of actually winning the women's title when she won it the first time. She was the interim title. She won the interim title, and then somewhere along the line, they they took the interim thing off of there. And I think now with Collision starting and Thunder Rosa being back, you're going to build the Tony Storm Thunder Rosa food again. For, um, and so at All In or All Out, we'll see Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa for for the belt. Um, so you're, mm, mm, I'm sorry. Swear you're, you're, Thunder Rosa wins. I'm be you're pissed. telling me that at Wembley Stadium in, in Britain, you're not mm-hmm. going to put two Brits in the women's championship match. You can put Lisa you can Rhea have... versus Jamie Hayter. Mm-hmm. But see, I, I'm of the opinion that we're going to see Saraya and Britt fight in the mixed gender match at Wembley Stadium. So we're going to have um, the women's match uh, again. It may not be at Wembley, but maybe the week after in Chicago at All Out. Um, we'll have Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship, unless they decide to go full brand split and put separate titles on each show, which I don't think they will do that. Um, I think certain superstars are going to have the flexibility to do Dynamite and Collision, and I think when needed, um, Thunder Rosa will be one of those people. Um and that's just the way, because Thunder Rosa, I, regardless of how how you feel of Thunder Rosa, she is very po- a popular star outside of AEW fanatics. Like all of Mexico loves her, all of Puerto Rico loves her, oh, all shit. of she's Latina, all of Texas loves her, all of the like. I, she's pretty popular basically anywhere you go outside of the United States. And then you put her against Tony Storm, which is probably one of the most beloved women in wrestling at this point. I think you have yourself a pretty good feud, and you get to finish the feud that you never got because of Thunder Rosa's injury. I'm sorry. I know I said I wouldn't fucking talk about this, but you don't go to Britain and don't and not give the the fans what Britain wants. At some point, you just gotta forget about story and just. Put the title on Soraya in Britain. It has to happen. It's the only only. It's the reason they're going to Wembley. I'm a hundred percent going to say that. It's to give her that moment in front of her people. 
I don't know. Cody may agree with me or not, but I, I, I don't think Soraya will win. But I think that's the match. It has yeah. to be that match. It has to be the match. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, a mixed tag match makes no sense to me, my dude. I'm sorry. It just it doesn't. Not so why? Like, why would you introduce the outsiders and Britt Baker into the Chris Jericho Adam Cole feud if you weren't planning a mixed gender match? You like can I, do it at all out the week after. Like it's I'm saying, week. like I'm saying, you can for, you can introduce stories. That's fine, but at some point, just like they did with with Bad Bunny versus like WWE did with Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. You just put two Puerto Ricans in the ring and have them fight in front of their people, and and do the same thing here. You you give the especially with this international crowd, you just give them fanfare. That's what it has to be. And then you can worry about story when you come back to America, where your your TV show that Wednesday, which is the yeah the next week. So. We'll move forward. Can we call this world title match the four pillars match? Is that what they're can they promote it? If not the four pillars world championship match. Right. Um MJF versus um Jungle Boy. Is is he is his name switched to Jungle Boy Jack Perry, or is that just JR's name for him? Uh it was JR's and then evidently Jungle Boy Jack Perry guys. Turns <laughs> to be his thing for now. Um versus um I'm going to be in a wheelchair in 10 years. Darby Allen and uh, Sammy Guevara. Uh, who, uh, there's no way MJF loses. And I know where James is going with this. So uh, he's picking MJF to win. Uh, and Cody, what, what's your thought? MJF's going to win. Everybody's going to get their spotlight, going to do all the crazy moves and get all their stuff in. And I think it's going to be to the end of the match where everybody does their finisher uh and at the very end, like, I don't think this would be in any order, but say Darby does a coffin drop on Sammy, and then he tries to pin him. Jungle Boy throws out Darby. Jungle Boy does his finisher, pins Sammy, and then MJF throws out Jungle Boy, and then MJF does a salt to the earth and um, wins a match. So kind of steals the match, but he wins. Right. Yeah. And so I. I agree. I think MJF wins. I think they've built this feud so beautifully that you kind of can see we're going at some point to get where uh, Jungle Boy and Darby just end up fighting each other at one point, and we're going to get Sammy and MJF just beating the hell out of each other. They've built the feud up. It's, it's basically two separate matches for one main cause, which I love about this four-way. Um, and I think Sammy takes the pin, and, and this is if I was booking this, this is how I would book it. I'd have Sammy take the pin, MJF get the win. The lights go dark, and you pull the MJF reverse card was on him, where the lights go dark, and you just hear Tony Khan talking to Phil Brooks, and. It's just this long monologue, and CM Punk makes his return on screen at the end of the show to set up Collision. Um, there's no way – I think they're going to introduce it Wednesday that Chicago is going to be the first show, and that's going to be just to sell tickets. But I think you have to end this pay-per-view by giving a CM Punk. 
because I don't think you can sell out United Center a second time without him. Without the rumor. I agree. With just the the first time it was just the rumor and everybody knew that CM Punk was coming back. The rumor was there. The innuendo had been placed for two or three weeks. I remember the last time they were in Charlotte, they had the rumor and innuendo of uh, was it was it Darby We got or, the we got the announcement it was gonna be at United Center. Right. Um people started and, getting the craziest. And so you have to have him physically there for I think two reasons. One to help push collision and two to help push this video game. Cause I think they're going to put him back on the cover of the video game um, at some point. And there's so much smoke going on with CM Punk about now there's a rumor that if, if he doesn't oblige to the contract that Tony Khan's going to f- pursue further legal action with him. I think all of us just smoke and mirror. I think everything's settled and he's going to show up and they're just going to, like they did when CM Punk won at All Out and MJF made his comeback in the, the devil mask. And they're going to replay that and play those mind games on MJF. And that's going to be your main event at Wembley. It's MJF versus CM Punk. That will sell out Wembley Stadium. I think, in my opinion. We shall see. Um, no, what's going to sell out Wembley is gold. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> if Goldberg shows up, Cody will stop watching AEW altogether. Correct. <laughs> For a while. Um, so since James mentioned CM Punk, I do have a question. Do you believe his visit to Raw when they were in Chicago was part of the smoke and mirrors that you're talking about? No, I think that just because he, he does whatever he wants to do. <laughs> James, yeah. your thoughts? I just think it's Chicago. He was trying to make amends with Triple H. I think He's finally at a point in his career where he doesn't want to hold a grudge with WWE forever. And now that, especially since McMahon has kind of taken the back seat, he kind of wants to mend. He doesn't want to completely burn the bridge that he started burning. I don't know how much of a back seat he took seeing it was McMahon that kicked him out of the stadium. But he obliged and he left. He didn't make a scene. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. He, didn't, he didn't make a, a, he didn't make a, a scene like Enzo Amore did a couple of years ago. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Well, that good night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that was part of Smoke and Mirror, but that's just it's in his hometown. He he showed up to was it a GCW show that weekend too? I can't remember what show. Impact. Impact. That's right. He showed up at an Impact to, as well. So I just he's seen he's Phil Brooks. He does whatever the fuck he wants. All right. So um, just a few more questions here from Cage Side Seats. They they said that nine matches aren't enough, and they're predicting some matches that could get introduced on Wednesday. No, no, nine matches is completely <laughs> uh, That's That's enough. I don't like 11 uh, to 12 on a card. That's enough. So they, they're offering options like the House of Black defending against the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Do you want to see that? Yes. But it, not right, That might be the last one, and that's it. No more. I want to <laughs> see it, but not on this card. Save that for somewhere else. True. Then they're offering um, you the option of, do you want to see Swerve versus Keith Lee? Not again, no. <laughs> Not on this card. It's just too sacked, and I don't want anybody to be able to put on a pre-show. And then the last one they're offering is a, a rematch between uh, Ricky Starks and uh, Jay White. Yes. Again, but this card is so stacked, that would be a pre-show match. and, and It doesn't need to be that. That deserves... Either co-main, 
that's that deserves co-main or main event of a show. Yeah. Okay. So you're fine with nine matches. I I actually think that's better than throwing you know fucking thirteen on a card and forcing like <laughs> forcing like four four of them to go like ten minutes and then yeah. Um, we already know the elite match is going to take an hour. They always do. Uh, but um, with that, if you guys want to stick around while we talk NXT, you, you don't have to. You guys can leave. Um, thank you guys for joining. Um, you're, you're always welcome here. Uh, go check out James's show. I'm sure he'll do show, a show here soon on the Junkyard. Uh, uh, shit, the Junkyard Media Group. If not, you can catch him make more bad takes about football on Thursday um, at 9 p.m. Eastern. Thank you guys for joining. And I'll talk talk NXT myself here. All right. So we're going to sit here and and, and discuss NXT. I do want to thank them for coming along and uh, and doing what they do and and, and discussing AEW for me so I don't have to go through the card. Um, I do want to make this a place I know like my my philosophy is this is a a podcast for casual fans by a casual fan, but I also want to promote community to the IWC um, as well, um, and 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 conversation. And what I do like about those two, my brother and 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 my friend there, Cody, um, they 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 are part of the IWC but they are willing to have conversation where, where what I've noticed from a lot of the more mainstream uh, content creators, mostly in the IWC is they, they're not willing to have that conversation with you. You either agree with them or you're wrong and they don't want to put up with negative. They'll call you the toxic negative ones when you disagree with them anyway. So I do appreciate them for coming. Now let's talk about this NXT battleground. Um, card which is this is going to be my favorite show of the of of the the weekend i'll be honest with you i won't be watching aw which is why i didn't give predictions for it this appears to it's more than likely only going to be a five card match or five match card which is great here's my problem with it i don't think this matches what aw is going to put on um I think it'll be an hour less than AEW. So AEW is probably going to be a four, four and a half hour show. We'll probably get a three hour show here with NXT, which means that more than likely, if you're watching NXT, you could still probably see the main event, Um, which I'll be honest, if I was watching AEW anyway, that would be the only match I would care about would be the main event. Um, MJF's the only person I care about on AEW, to be honest. Um, so we'll go through this. The first match we'll talk about is Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak in the last man standing match. I didn't care about it until this past Tuesday. Um, but this is going to be a hard hitting match and potential to be match of the year. I don't think it will be match of the year, but it has a super big potential to be a showdown of a match. Dijak is super underrated, and he's one of those guys where he can be put in in a position to to put people over and still put on a good match. He did it with, oh, shit, what was his name? Wesley at uh, um, Vengeance Day, and very good match there. 
and and so this this is going to be a very good match, um, and 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 possibly a match that could could compete for you know, um, match of the year. Um, Dragonoff is always really good. I've heard rumors that Dragonoff may be done with NXT at the end of this show and be joining Imperium, which would be very interesting to me, seeing that Dragonoff was the guy who ended um, Gunther's world record NXT UK championship run. You also have to remember NXT Europe will be starting, I believe, at some point this year. I uh, haven't heard any any uh, like updates on it, um, but from my understanding, it's going to start in 2023 by the end of the year. Um, so I, I think potentially Dragonov is just sitting here till that starts up again. Um. I'm picking Dragonoff to win this match. The, they've just sort of booked him as Dijak's going to have to give him everything and anything to... Dijak's going to beat the living fuck out of him. I'll just be completely honest with you. But I think Dragonoff wins this match. Um, Dijak is one of those guys where I don't think he needs to win to sort of feel important. Um, though him winning here would not disappoint me. Um... Either one winning will be good. I'm just excited for this match, to be honest with you. We then move on to the North American Championship match. Now, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you I'm not a big fan of Wesley. I'm just not. I really want his title run to end. He's facing Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy. I really want Joe Gacy to win this match. I love the schism and everything that it represents and, and, and does on the show. Uh, Gacy's amazing. Um, he's doing a lot better than like when he signed, I was like, he's sort of like another Bray Wyatt. I don't understand why, what they're going to do with it, but I really like what they're doing with the schism. Um, and I, I, I think that they could win, you know, gold here this year. I think, um, the schism will end up winning the tag match, a tag match for the titles. Um, in the future, if not on this card, then uh, it's not official for a tag match to happen, but it could happen. Um, but I, I want I want Gacy to win North American champion um, at this event. Uh, I don't think Tyler Bate needs it. And I think Wesley's done enough as champion. And, and I think Gacy being champion will, will, will sort of give it. Um, Wesley's done a good job. You know, defending it every single week, it feels like he's had a match every single week for And so Gacy getting it will switch the pacing of, of the title uh, reign, where Gacy will probably only defend it once or twice a month, if that. Um, I, I, and so that that makes me excited. Um, and, and Gacy deserves a title, I'll just be honest. All right, so then we have a British rounds rule ma rules match between Noam Dar and Dragon Lee. Um, now let's go over what British rounds rule British rounds rules are three six-minute rounds with 20-second breaks between each round. Matches are two out of three falls. Um 
falls can be won by pinfall, submission, or countout. Once a fall occurs, the round ends. The match ends once a wrestler has two falls. In the event of a disqualification or knockout, the match instantly ends without need for two falls. If all six rounds are completed, whoever is ahead on falls. Okay, so it's six rounds, three minutes each. At the end, so so let's say you go um, six rounds, and it's two falls to uh, whatever, right? Two falls to one fall through six rounds. That's all you need, right? Um, it's, it's a bit confusing if you've never seen it before, um, but let's say the first two rounds goes full time of, of three minutes and no one gets a fall. Well, no one gets the point, but they just continue, right? I think this match is going to end in knockout, personally. I think um, Noam Dar is going to lose. I think Dragon Lee wins, and I think he wins by by knockout. Um, or uh, Dragon Lee wins in some way, shape, or form, but it would not surprise me if he wins by knockout um, and just instantly ends the match. Um, I do think Dragon Lee wins, though, in one way, shape, or the other. Um, this is an interesting match. I think the NXT Heritage Cup should be something that's defended more often. Um, I'd like to see it to where this becomes like a weekly thing where, it, you know, the whoever is the Heritage Cup champion, you know, has to defend the title every week. I, I think having titles like that or prizes like that w w will help, you know, benefit the show. Um and so, they, I mean, they're doing it with, like, the North American champion now. If you give that to Gacy, and then have, like, the Heritage Cup um, be defended every week and instead, I think that would be, be, be very interesting. Now, the next match is going to be hard to predict, seeing that I'm doing this on a Monday. And since I'm doing this on a Monday, it's airing on a Wednesday. Um, but Tuesday, we're going to figure out who wins the match between Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton. Winner goes to Battleground to face the winner of Cora Jade and uh, Lyra Valkyria um, for the NXT Women's Championship. Now, I think it's going to be Stratton versus Jade. I think that's the most logical sense um, to, what, to what happens. Ultimately... Tiffany Stratton's winning the belt no matter who she's facing against. Um, Tiffany Stratton's winning the belt. She's She's been built for this. This is literally what her purpose here on, on um, is doing. I think she was signed for the intent to become champion at some point. She's good-looking. Um, she's blonde. And, and whether or not you believe it, like that's a joke in, in, in WWE – that girls go blonde to get over. And she does what most champions, what most women do to try to become champion. And she got the boob job. And again, it's a joke that women's women competitors sign. They go blonde and they get a boob job and then they become champion. Um, and it could be a joke or not, but Tiffany Stratton, not, she, she, she's, you know, the exterior stuff is great. 
but she's very good in the ring. And her her gimmick, what works is, and she said in an interview, I forgot where I saw it, but basically that the character is not a character. It's just her turned up to 11, essentially. And she, those aren't the words she said, but it's, it's basically an exaggerated version of her, which makes the best character, right? So she's built to be champion. I think Roxanne and Cora Jade eventually move up to Raw or SmackDown at the end of this event. I think this is a very important event in NXT. And that after this, I think a lot of the stars that we've been used to over the last, you know, nine months, 12 months, I think they're gone. I think, you know, Roxanne, I think, is gone. Cora, I think, is gone. I think Dragunov goes up. Maybe even Tyler. I don't know if Tyler Bate will go up. Potentially Wesley will go up. Um, I think, you know, like Toxic Attraction, I think their time is done. Especially in this women's division where you have... You know, Vicaria coming in, Kiana James is coming in, Fallon Henley's coming in, Tatum Paxley's, you know, very good at what she does, but she's sort of sitting on the bench, uh, not doing much. Ivy Niles, very good in this division. The women's division in NXT is probably, it's talented, it's stacked, and even though it's developmental, I mean, you got Nikita the Lions injured. You got Sol Ruka injured. You got Danny Palmer who was attacked. I'm not sure if she's injured or, you know, they're just going to play with the story. You know, in the men's side of the, of the thing, Hank Walker's getting better. Tank, um, I can't think of his last name, but Tank is um, very good for as young as he is. You got Oba Femi who's coming into his, his, his zone. There's just a lot of talent, you know, Briggs and Jensen, which I'm so happy they're back together. Um, I, I really am. That's my favorite tag team on the division. There's just a lot of talent in NXT. I think it's the most underrated program on in wrestling right now in terms of like it should be getting 2 million views, if not more, per week. I, people just don't watch it. I don't know why. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of more time here. Tiffany Stratton's winning this match without a doubt, no matter who she's facing. Though I'd like to see Lyra Valkyria in this match and beat Cora Jade. I really would because I think that's the future of of the division. It will be Stratton, Valkyria, Henley, and and Kiana James. I think those will be sort of the big four until Sol Ruka comes back and Nikita comes back. Um, and 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 I think, you know, Jade... Perez, JC Jane, Gigi Dolan, I think they'll all go up to the main roster starting Monday after um, this weekend. So next Monday, I think they'll be, you know, on the roster at some point. They're uh, they're doing, I think, a women's tournament for the women's uh, tag team t- titles on the main roster, and. Dakota's hurt, so I do think it's Bailey versus EO. But you know, what if Toxic Attraction someone gets back to? I don't think their story's done, so I could see them sort of staying main uh, NXT for a little bit longer, maybe two or three more months. But they'll be caught up here. Soon. But I definitely think Perez and Cora Jade get caught up after this show. After the, yeah, after the show is over. Um, and then the main event: Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker. I see one of two. I see two things happen. 
two things potentially happen. The first one is a clean win. Carmelo just beats Braun clean. Um, and then Braun goes up to the main roster. Or, well, there's three things. Either it's clean and it just ends normally. Carmelo gets the win in front of his home crowd. Braun goes up to the main roster. Number two is Trick turns on Carmelo during the match. And Braun wins the title back. I, that's the least likely, I believe, to happen. Um, and Braun becomes champion. I don't think that happens. I think what's most likely to happen and what I want to see is Carmelo beats Braun. He gets the big pop, tricks holding his hand up, you know, talking his shit to him. And then Trick, you know, the match ends. They're getting ready to turn the cameras off. And Trick turns on Carmelo after the match. Because Carmelo is getting ready to get caught up. I can feel it. And Trick, I think, should be the next guy to win that title off of him. I think Trick is better than a lot of people are saying he he is. And I, I just don't think he's ready enough for the main of main roster. I also think Carmelo Hayes is going to join the Hurt Business. And that's the only thing stopping the Hurt Business from getting on the screen is someone like Carmelo Hayes to move up. And then they'll start it again. Um, and so I think that's what happens. That's what I'm hoping happens. It's going to be an interesting week, uh, interesting weekend for, for wrestling for certain. I do think that this is too much wrestling during the week, though. Um, you got to cut, like I cut out Monday Night Raw. I'm probably not going to watch SmackDown. I'll, the only thing I'll probably watch in terms of weekly TV is NXT. Um, but it's just a lot going on this weekend. Um, and it's a lot of wrestling. If you're a hardcore fan, you love it. You're someone like me, you don't. Um, either way, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys for putting up for two hours of content. I really do appreciate it. Let me know what you guys think. And um, with that, I'll see you on the next episode.